Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a friend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour Jamie Ivy Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and if you're listening to this in real time, welcome to February of 2022. I saw so many memes going around social media talking about how is it still January? Well, I'm here to tell you guys we have made it to February. Happy February 2nd, and I am so honored to have my guest back on the show today. My friend Gloria Imani is on the show today, and she's been here before. If you might remember, it was a long time ago. It was episode 295, so a long time ago Gloria was on, and today she's back again and we always have a great time chatting. I love the things that Gloria is got up her sleeve and what she's working on. She lives in Atlanta. She's leading an amazing group of creative people who are really on a mission to transform lives in unconventional ways. And we talk about one of those ways today and that is called Hope Booth. It is a three minute interactive immersive experience that delivers poetic messages of hope in the form of a remodeled phone booth strategically placed throughout our cities around the globe. It was a joy and an honor to hear Gloria talk about this mission that her and her team are on with Hope Booth. And we even have some audio in the show today for you to listen to what actually happens with that experience. A couple things I want to mention before we get to the show is if you're not checking out my YouTube channel, you're missing out. That's what I got to say is because we take clips from the shows and put them up there. We also have the Jamie Ivy show, which over there and we have extra content as well over there. Go to jamieivy.com slash YouTube and you'll be able to find the YouTube channel over there. Second thing I want to tell you is this. I got three things before we get to the show. YouTube was the first thing. The second thing is this. You guys, we talked a lot in the fall about Compassion International. We are such big fans of the work that they are doing around the world to release children from poverty in the name of Jesus. And that work is still continuing throughout this pandemic that we've all been living through. And we rallied the troops and we asked you guys to step up and sponsor kids in the DR. And over 450 of you guys over the last two years have said yes to that. We are so grateful for your support. The reason we did the Dominican Republic is we have a very big dream, a very big dream of one day taking a trip full of you guys, you happy hour listeners who have stepped up to say, I want to be a part of this child's life. And we want to take a trip to the DR with you where we can take an opportunity to meet the sponsored child that you've been sponsoring throughout these years. So that's our big dream. But I want to tell you this. I want you to go to jamieivy.com slash compassion. While you're there, you'll be able to find information about how to sponsor a child. But more than that, we want to show you guys that those of you that have stepped up, we're going to have a fun night in a couple weeks where we're going to talk about writing letters to our child. And I want you to join. I want you to be there. It's going to be a fun night. It's going to be so much fun. And it's going to be worth your time. So go to jamieivy.com slash compassion to find out more information about that. Okay, and the third thing I want to tell you guys, I know it's a lot of information. You're just like, give me Gloria. Well, she's coming up next. The third thing I want to tell you is we're in the month of February and here in the United States, it is Black History Month. And we are a fan of celebrating Black History Month over here at Ivy Media. And we have a blog for you. 
So if you're on this journey and you're like, I want to learn more about Black History Month, go to jamieivy.com slash blog and you're going to see some information there. I highly recommend you to go back and listen to a show we did last year and we'll put the link there for you. It's going to be easy for you to find when you head on over there with Faith where we talk about why does Black History Month matter and why is it important? Such a great interview. All right, guys, that was enough things for me to tell you about. Go find us on YouTube, join us at Compassion and check out our blog on Black History Month. But here's why you came and that is the conversation today, which will leave you you with so much hope and so much joy and so much love in your heart. Here is my friend, Gloria. Gloria, welcome back to the happy hour. You already know this is my favorite place to be. <laughs> Listen, I'm so happy you're here. And I went back and I realized the reason I said back to the happy hours because you were on in 2020, yep. April of 2020. So, you know, here we are February 2nd that this is coming out. It's almost been two years and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say, it's been two hard years for you, Mm -hmm. been two hard years for me. And I think it's been two hard years for a lot of people. And so I cannot tell you everyone that's listening and I'm telling Gloria to her face right now. I'm so excited about this conversation today because going from 2020, we first chatted, the world has gone through a lot. We each personally have gone through a lot and you're here standing going, Hey, there's hope on the other side. And so I'm giddy, Gloria. I'm so glad. Yeah. So it's actually crazy. Cause I didn't think about the timing of everything. Like when we had our first conversation was right when a lot was brewing in my heart and my mind. And then it's like, Oh, it's here now. It's yeah, so crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. I went back and listened to just a couple of pieces from that conversation and it came out in April of 2020, but we recorded it real early. I mean, we recorded it in March. So March, 2020, Mm -hmm. right when everything shut down for a lot of people in the world. And it's funny to think we were talking about this, you know, this shutdown and how we're kind of having to pull back from things. And so many things have changed people's lives in the last two years. And so I would love to hear from you. First of all, introduce yourself. If someone hasn't heard that it's episode 295, go back and listen to it. And in that episode, you talk a lot about what you're doing, but tell everyone here today, like, what is it that you do on a day to day? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Gloria Yumana, or if you're fancy, you can call me by my actual first name, which is Fianfolua, which is Nigerian roots. And it means all glory to God. But I live in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have the unique opportunity of leading a nonprofit organization called the Ex Nihilo Collective. And our whole premise essentially is to raise up and equip high capacity creatives to use their gifting to transform their communities and their cities. And so within the Ex Nihilo Collective, we have a couple different branches, one of which just launched this past October called the Hope Booth. It is my greatest joy and honor to get to lead this thing. So the Hope Booth essentially is a three-minute interactive immersive experience that intertwines both art and technology to tell artistic messages of hope in the form of remodeled phone booths that we plan to have in different places like prisons, hospitals, universities, wherever hope is needed, which is all over the world. And so I get the unique opportunity day to day, kind of leading up the logistics of all of that, the creative aspect of all of that. And, you know, we're in grassroots mode right now. And so figuring out how do we get these things permanently planted in different places. But right now we're in the mode of getting these things out into different cities just for temporary installations for one day encounters and having people just encounter Jesus in a very unconventional and different way. And so it's been wild and crazy. And I've absolutely loved it because I've never, I would have never dreamed that this would be my life. I would have never even thought of something like this had 2020 not happened. And so it's been a cool and wild journey, but I guess I could say I came on the other end of the pandemic with a lot of gold in a sense. 
That's so good. So good. I first heard about the Hope Booth project that you're working on at the end of last year and was just so very intrigued with it. And, you know, you said in a video that I watched, you said people are kind of, they're scarred and they're scared at the same time. And you say, if we can make them feel safe, their defenses start to scale back. And I think that you and I both do in ministry, we see that all the time. But now I think so many of us are like, well, that's actually me. Like, I feel that mm. way. I feel scared. I feel scarred. Yeah. And it's been a lot. And so you're opening up this space for them to enter into this. Like, literally, you guys, it's like an old phone booth. You like look in here and you see someone talk back to you. Now, I want to ask you a couple of questions about the Hope Booth, because I think this yeah. is just, I mean, I'm telling you, I am so blown away by this and so intrigued by it. And just think every place you listed of they need hope. I just thought, yeah, and every place in the whole entire world, like everywhere, yeah. <laughs> we're all yeah. in need of this hope. Where have you placed? them and what has the experience been when people have interacted with them? So we launched in October and we got to debut our prototype alone at the world's largest art fair in London, England. It was really crazy and really wild, but we had access to about 20,000 people and we had the opportunity for so many people of different backgrounds, belief systems, people who identify as a lot of different genders, try out the experience. And it's only three minutes. That was kind of the goal. And we had so many incredible encounters. I'm talking about people who really wept in three minutes. Grown men, they walked up to the experience and they said, what could I possibly need this for? And after the end of three minutes, they said, wow, I needed that. Like mm -hmm. my soul needed that. My heart needed that. And it gives the opportunity to have really unique conversations with people. But right now we only have one prototype. We don't have any permanently installed yet because this project really will take an entourage. That's what I like to say. It'll take a lot of resources, a lot of finances and a lot of people. And so we're kind of right now in a space where we're getting the most amount of people to experience our prototype so that we can create our final concept with accuracy. And so we're going on a tour in March all around the U.S. to 20 different cities in 30 days. Say a prayer for me because that's wild. Um, but we're taking it to prisons and hospitals and universities and street corners all around the U.S. and hoping to get at least 5,000 people to experience the Hope Booth. And then from there, we're going to create our final concept and it's only a matter of time before you'll see final installations all over our world. And so I'm excited for it. I love this. Gloria, where can people find out where you're going with this prototype? Yeah. March? So on our Instagram, we've been chatting about it via at the Hope Booth, but we'll have our final dates posted on our website as well at www.hopebooth.com by the beginning of February. We're taking all of January to kind of create the details and logistics, but by February 1st, we will have the exact dates for the tour, which will be crazy. Okay, well, that's good because this is airing on February 2nd. So you guys, you can go find out right now where this is. Now, you may tell me that you can't tell me this on air and you may have to tell me later. Are you guys coming okay. to Texas? We are, we're coming to Houston and Dallas. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Austin did not make it. I'm so sorry. I really tried to figure out how to make it work, but I was like, if we're gonna go to Austin, we might as well go to Mexico. <laughs> Come on. I'm like, I, can, I got some hookups here, Gloria. I can hook you up anywhere. Let's go. Well, I will say we do have buffer room to add a few surprise cities. And we asked on Instagram, hey, if we could add some surprise cities, where would you guys want them? And I will say Austin did come up quite a bit. So 
listen, do this. It might end up on the final lineup. We'll see. You know, something else that you said in one of the videos that I watched and in a minute, I'm going to, we're going to play a clip actually for you from the Hope Booth, but I watched something and it made me think of you going on this tour specifically that you just talked about. As you said in here that the average person living on the streets goes three to six months without being looked in the eye. And it kind of took my breath away when you said that. And I have the very amazing privilege of volunteering at a navigation center that helps a lot of people who are experiencing homelessness right now. And so when I'm serving food, it's just like a joy for me to look them in the eyes and ask them how the day is. And so it broke my heart when I read that. How does that affect what you want to do here? Because like you're looking at a computer screen. And so I know we have, it's 2022, we got technology, everything. Are people, have you created something where people are feeling seen by watching a video? Because, you know, your stat was like, they don't even get looked in the eye ever. And then you're putting them in front of a screen. And I watched the video and they wept and they felt seen and they felt known. How is that possible? That was the question I had in July of 2020 when I first heard that statistic that Mm. the average person living on the streets goes three to six months without being looked in the eye. I remember hearing that and thinking to myself, everything that I believe in all of my efforts do not matter if there are people on my street corner who do not know that they are seen. How is it possible that I serve Elroy, the God who sees yet I'm the physical representation of him on earth. And that's a statistic that exists. And so we started strategizing and thinking, what does it look like to pioneer a movement where no one goes unseen? I know the feeling of invisibility all too well, not because I have lived on the streets before, but because I feel like anyone that has ever experienced, I would say suicidal thoughts in any capacity, the way I have felt invisible, being surrounded by hundreds of people. And so we came to realize that being seen is less about physical eye contact as much as it is about someone seeing your soul and you as a physical being. Mm. And so we started strategizing, what could we create that would give people an experience where they feel seen and known? And so really it's an extension of the work that a lot of organizations already do on the ground. So a lot of these organizations like Love Beyond Walls is one that I love here in Atlanta and probably whom you're serving with. These are people that are committed every day to the homeless community and seeing them and serving them and helping them know that they are not invisible. But I realize these are people doing the work and These people are not available 24-7. However, these people live on the streets 24-7. And so we created Hope Booth almost as a catalyst for a movement that's bigger than the booth. We talk about this all the time, that Hope Booth is so much bigger than the booth. The goal is how could we create something that's going to encourage other people to do the hard work of seeing others? And so while Hope Booth can be that catalyst for these moments where I feel like it works really well with our world, the hope and goal is that 10 years from now, we don't need Hope Booths because people have understood that they are carriers of the movement of seeing others. And so it's been really cool because just with the technological aspects of Hope Booth and some of the spoken word elements that we have inside of it. We've created something that makes people feel seen with our words being very intentional, but we also hope with our final version to incorporate Toby eye tracking and CGI effects. So it gives people the experience of looking someone in the eye. And so Mm. when someone looks away from the experience, the experience will pause and it won't resume until that person looks back at the screen again. And so just small little things that we've incorporated to kind of hone in on that eye contact experience, because that's something 
something we felt like is just important, human connection in general. And it's just birthed within me a greater compassion and empathy for people that I would have ignored in the past. Mm -hmm. And I think as people begin to realize that they are seen, they then are given eyes to see other people. And it has just changed so much in a short amount of time to see how the movement's already picked up. People are already quoting our manifesto and speaking words of life over themselves, their families, and the people that they don't even know on their street corners and just doing the hard work of seeing others. It's been amazing. It is amazing. And Terrence Lester is doing great work in Atlanta with Love Beyond Walls, people who are experiencing homelessness. And if anyone wants to hear the episode, it was episode 344 when he was on. We talk a lot about seeing people. It's so great. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Walmart Plus members save on Meeting Up With Friends. 
Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. You know, would you mind if we played a clip from the Hope booth? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, let's play it. For the next three minutes, be here. Leave behind the distractions, the failures, the insecurities, the loneliness, the worries, the noise, the fears, the shame, the mistakes, the anxiety, the stress, the pressure. Take a deep breath. What is it that makes you feel unseen? Was it something that happened in the past or caused by someone close? Did the experience create a hole that has you wondering where you belong? If so, you need to know this. You didn't stumble across me speaking by accident. I'm here to remind you that your presence is a gift. A personality worth unwrapping to learn what's underneath. You stand between uncommon and one in a million. Did you know you are a rare sight? Because who you are is enough reason for a lost star to recall what it's like to shine. Your voice is magic, creating a sound that summons ears to hear a story worth telling because every detail about who you are matters. As a matter of fact, I have another question for you. Do you realize despite circumstance, the truth doesn't change? That who you are remains a trend that never goes out of style and remains important despite the days that you feel up or down? Look, I get it. We can't always control what comes around the corner of life as we're walking. And sometimes the cards dealt leave us with heavy hands. But I want you to know, if you ran into something that knocked you to the floor, you are not invisible. That rock bottom is not the end, but the beginning of a rock climb. Whatever has you stuck in the pit where you currently sit, it doesn't make you less human than the day that you are born. You are more than able to escape the hole where life tried to bury you because you are still able to breathe. So pause. Breathe. And believe me when I say there is more on the other side of this moment. A place where your bounce back is patiently counting away the days until you realize new beginnings was always in you. And another thing, you are not alone in this. There are people rooting for your reset and committed to your ascension. Although, I'm pretty sure you could handle this all by yourself. I just thought you should know there are hands at your disposal if needed. Because this does not end where you currently stand. Where you are positioned is the genesis for something better. So, keep on pushing. Don't give up. And remember, if you didn't already hear this today, you matter.
Now say this with me. I matter. Take this moment with you. Hold on to it. This hope is yours. You know, I watched a little bit of that video earlier in the week, Gloria, and was just transformed by the way I myself was pulled into this conversation of watching this on my computer screen as a little, you know, preview to what you guys have. And then I imagined myself standing in front of this booth, just a random stranger saying, hey, would you like some hope, you know, and put the headphones on and here I am. What is it about what is said in this video that we just listened to that is helping people feel so seen Mm -hmm. and known and loved in that small three minutes of a stranger inviting them to watch a screen? Yeah. So the experience starts by telling the individual engaging to leave behind a lot of things. And our voiceover lists out a lot of things from leaving behind your worries, your doubt, your anxiety. And that gives people the opportunity to actually leave those things behind that have been distracting them throughout the day, throughout their lives. And it gives them the opportunity to sit still. I think for a while, we've had a hard time truly being still, but at peace at the same time, Mm -hmm. because it's easy to sit still, but it's not easy to sit still in peace until we leave behind a lot of those things. And so it's been really cool to see in the experience, there are some moments where we tell people to close their eyes and take a deep breath before the actual experience begins. And so when we were crafting together the words for these pieces, it did take a lot of thought and intentionality because we wanted to hone in on very specific topics, but we wanted them to be inclusive for example, there are some of these pieces that we wrote them internally focusing on addiction, but externally, you may not realize that's what that is because the goal is for it to hit everyone, to be totally inclusive where everyone feels as though, oh, this is me. And so I think the key for us is a lot of our artists and our whole creative team, they've all lived very difficult lives. They have all experienced true hopelessness in some capacity where they felt as though they had to give up in life. And so when you put real life experience with art together, you get something very authentic that has the ability to speak to the heart of people. And so the hope of experience is unique because it speaks to the heart of people because of the authentic words of I've been there, not just Mm. I understand and I see you, but I've actually been there before, but I'm going to tell you how I made it out. And Mm. so that's been the unique thing about it. So many people after the experience is they said, it's like y'all been there. And I said, listen, I know we're just a bunch of 20 something year olds, but we've been there too in some capacity. And so it's been cool to see what happens when you let vulnerability write your story, because in us being so vulnerable, We've had the ability to make others that we don't even know feel completely seen and known in just three minutes. That's very 
unheard of, I would say. Like that takes a lot of intentionality and effort and prayer and time. But it's so cool to see so many people afterwards say like, what is this hope that you have? Because it's not what I have, which has Mm -hmm. been so unique and has opened the floodgates of conversations just in general, because we believe that the gospel moves at the speed of relationships. And so it's very important for us that in the hope of experience, we're actually not explicit about our own personal beliefs. We don't mention Jesus. We don't mention the gospel. We don't mention faith. We just mentioned the simple fact that you are seen, known, and valued. And after the fact, so many people have questions and they're like, hey, I need to know more about this hope. And it just opens the door for so many conversations. And so I've loved that aspect. It's so beautiful. And I love that you guys are bringing this hope. And I know, you know, for you as a lover of Jesus, and you want to give that hope to people in those relationships, you also are someone who brings that vulnerability to the table. And, you know, you mentioned that's Mm -hmm. how these are created is us bringing our vulnerability. And you too have had, you know, difficult things in your life. You mentioned just a few minutes ago about suicide ideation. You also walked through a really hard season just this last year at the end of 2021 with anxiety. And talk about how that has affected you walking into this next year of 2022 with launching Hope Booth and really feeling like, well, I am bringing the hope of Jesus to this world, but I'm also bringing someone who goes, hey, me too. Like I've been here. I've walked this road. What did that look like for you in 2021? Oof, that was an interesting moment for me. I remember we had just gotten back from London and I would say we were on like a high. Our whole team was on a high of like, whoa. So this wasn't just a cool idea. This has been impactful and has worked and it's reaching people. And there was a floodgates of people saying, hey, can you bring the Hope Booth to our city? Literally mm. all over the world, people in other countries and like, I think mentally, Me, I was Jamie like, Ivy saying, can you bring this to Austin, please? Everywhere but Antarctica was asking for it. And so I was just like, I remember being overwhelmed because I was like, oh my goodness. Like, you know, when you have, I feel like when you have an idea, you have this interim moment of, is this just a cool idea or is this impactful? Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time, I thought, okay, this is just a cool idea until we got to London. And I saw the amount of people who just were in tears saying, I needed that to live another day. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, okay, now I get the weight of this. This is no longer just a cool idea. This is a tool and a resource that can save someone's life. And I remember the weight of all of that being so heavy on me as the leader and the visionary of this movement. So many people asking, hey, can we have this in our city? The suicide rate has gone up in our city. We don't know what to do. Our churches are closed. We don't have enough resources. Can this come? But knowing I've only got one prototype, Like, I don't have the finances to make these permanent installations happen. And then I realized, okay, we're about to start our giving campaign. And we've got to raise at least $40,000 to make this Hope Booth tour happen, to make our 30-day, 20-city tour happen, where we can have the ability to take these to a lot of these cities and allow a lot of people to experience it and receive a hope that they've been missing for quite some time. And we were about 12 days in to the fundraising campaign, and we used Indiegogo. And I had been doing so much like research on crowdfunding, Indiegogo, all that jazz. And to be honest, I'm trash. I'm trash at all of this world of things. I'm just like, man, I have the heart and the passion, but woof, when it comes to fundraising, I'm like, I don't even know enough people. And so that was like an additional layer of our team is all black. And the unique thing about being an all black team is while we do have a different vantage point, we also do have a different context. So it's a little more difficult to tell a group of minorities, hey, go fundraise X amount of money. Like, especially when it has a comma, it's like, woof, you're doing a lot. And so it became kind of stressful because we weren't making 
the dent that we needed to make. Like within 24 hours of launching a crowdfunding campaign, you're supposed to raise at least 60% of your goal. 60%. I think we reached 2%. And I was just like, wolf, this is a lot. Because then you start thinking, well, what if this doesn't happen? I don't know the people to make this happen. I don't have the resources. I just kept thinking about what I didn't have. And if there's anything I know about anxiety is that all it takes is focusing on what you don't have to start spiraling. And the spiral began. It began. And then I realized I needed to move out of where I was. There was mold in our basement. It was just like thing after thing after thing after thing. And I couldn't catch a breath. And I remember I felt like at one point I was like, okay, I'm good. And then I got an email from the IRS and they're like, hey, so we saw something was missed for the last three years of y'all's organization and X amount is owed because y'all were late for three years. And I'm like, wait a second, wait a second. I call our tax guy. He said, I don't know, man, we weren't late. We were on time. It was just Everything that could have gone wrong. Honestly, the IRS makes anyone just right, like, right. it like, doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm yeah, sweating it thinking about it. it. Yeah. 15 cents. It's like, take me, just take me. <laughs> but so it was like everything all at once and the weight of being a leader and feeling all of that a hundred percent versus some people on the team maybe feel 20% of what I yeah. would feel at a hundred. And so all of a sudden I just felt like this darkness cave around me and I thought I could not breathe. Like I thought it was the end of me and I hadn't had an anxiety attack in 10 years. Mm. It has truly been such a long time and it felt like such a foreign feeling. And I thought, okay, how am I going to get out of this? Like it was, I think it lasted about the anxiety was creeping on me for about a week and then it came and attacked in about an hour time span. And it was hard because I felt like a fraud in that moment, which was so interesting because it's like, man, I've committed my life to helping others get out of this cave. I've committed my life to helping people and usher them out of the valley. I've committed my life to helping people know that there's hope on the other end. But in that very moment, I felt like, what hope? There is none right now. And I realized that that is the facade of anxiety is that it will tell you things that are not true or that are only partially true, but never the full truth. And so for me, it was a matter of rescuing myself out of that pit in that very moment with the truth that I already knew. And it wasn't easy. It was very difficult, but I haven't told my team this yet. We use an iPad Pro with with the prototype experience. I pulled out the iPad Pro and I clicked one of the experiences and I watched it. And I literally wept there because I've watched this a million times, to be honest, but I had become so familiar with it that it didn't impact me the way that it did in that moment Mm. that I needed it. And I said, okay, what we created, like it has not only just changed other people, but it just changed me in this moment. And so it was a really powerful moment for me, but it pushed me to say, hey, like we have to make this happen. Like if it had the power to resurrect me out of an anxiety attack in that moment, and it's had the power to help so many others. And I'm like, I know that there are people who need this same resurrection in some capacity. And so it really did. It pushed me to realize I can't do this alone. I need an entourage to make this happen. That's what movements require. We think about Martin Luther King. He didn't do all that he did alone. We think about people who have been very done impactful things for humanity. They've never done it alone. And I realized I was doing a lot of it alone and that weight was caving on me. And so that's when I said, okay, this movement is going to require more than just Gloria and our team of seven people. And so we started welcoming so many more people in, and then it just really encouraged me and knowing that like, 
if I, who is leading this movement, can feel that hopelessness is an option and a route to take, then I have to commit my life to fighting for people to believe that there is still hope. And so we created another experience called Still Hope based off of all of that. And it's been, I don't know, it's just been a really personal journey, I feel like, because I feel like I could have invented something and having never gone through anything, it could have had power still. But because I have experienced this and it has unlocked a different level of vulnerability, when we do have these conversations, people can sense an authenticity that has essentially been missing from the world for quite some time. And that's what people are looking for. They're looking for the real thing. They're looking for authentic and they're looking for vulnerability. Well, and I think you're so right about all that. And just to, because I'm your friend and I love you and I can't miss this moment, just to encourage you as well as like that, you said, I felt like a fraud, you know? And I think that everyone can relate to that and no matter what it is, anytime you're like, man, God, I've been working so hard to whatever. And you've been so faithful. And here I am, like I'm struggling with anxiety again, or I'm having a panic attack, or I'm feeling depressed or fill in the blank with whatever it is. And I'm just so, so grateful in this moment of even talking to you, being reminded that God is not a God who leaves us at our, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to say failures, but it, you know, it feels like it in the moment. He's not a God who abandons us. He's a God who's yeah. faithful to us in those moments. Mm-hmm. And so even you on the other side of that December moment, you know, that week plus that hour, even you on the other side of that is a tangible reminder to us that we serve a God who not only sees us, but he actually comes to us all the time. Not just when you're making awesome product, but even when you're in the bottom of your bed going, I can't do this anymore. God's like, I'm here with you, Gloria. I'm here with you. That is a reminder that we all need to hear. Yeah. And that's my, my favorite attribute of God is that he's not just the God who sees, but he's also the God who stays. Mm. And I think a lot of people, including myself, have to be reminded of that staying power. That's what makes him so set apart. And I'm just so encouraged by that often. This is a tangent, but I often think about like the woman at the well. Like, I don't know if the most powerful thing was the fact that Jesus saw her or the fact that Jesus stayed there with her. Mm. And so I think just like if we could cultivate the knowing and understanding that God stays with me in my lowest moments and my highest and my interim moments as well. That's just the beauty of who he is. As you were talking earlier, I kept thinking about Peter and, you know, faithfully serving with Jesus and walking with him and then having a low moment, you know, of denying him. And I don't know if he would say this, but maybe one of the lowest moments of his life, you know, and then Jesus meeting him and sticking around and making him breakfast. And he not only saw him, but like you said, he stayed with him as well. I just, I kept thinking about that when you were talking about that. Gloria, I am such a fan of this work that you're doing. I have been a fan of you previous to today, February 2nd, but I'm even more a fan of what you guys are doing through your collective in Atlanta. It is needed. It is wanted. And I know that I want to be a part of it and support it. How can people support this movement? Yeah, absolutely. So there's two ways to support. So we are, you know, with pioneering the movement where no one goes insane, we've decided that we're going to create just like an online community in a sense. And so you could go to our website and go to hopebooth.com slash movement. And you could say, hey, I want to pledge to join the movement. And what that means is you'll get access to a manifesto that we created. Some people have them hung in their homes already and they've just decided I'm going to declare these words, but that's the whole gist of Hope Booth is all summarized in this one page manifesto of words that will help you understand that you're seen, but also help you fight to see others as well. And then we send resources and tips on how you can see others and grow in that in your day-to-day life. And then secondly, another way to support is to give financially. This is a project that is going to take 
make a, literally an entourage of people to make happen. Like we really do want to see these in prisons and we really do want to see these in universities and in hospitals and on street corners and these permanent installations cost. That's just the reality of it. And we're a nonprofit organization that rely on our communities to come alongside of us. And so if you would like to support in that capacity, you can also go to our website and give there as well. I love that. Would you want to read the manifesto for us? Absolutely. I think I could pull it up. It's going to probably make me cry. <laughs> I was going to offer to read it, but man, you're the poet here. <laughs> it's not poetic. Don't worry. It's We made it very plain English so that the average person can understand. Okay, I've got it. Here's a movement manifesto. I am seen, known, and loved. My confidence in this enables me to see others around me. I see within everyone value and worth. This is inherent and unchanging. This truth is always accompanied by hope. Therefore, hope is all around. I don't have to think about who needs hope. It's my commitment to share hope without hesitation. My resolve to see others and share in their lives will unlock hope within them. People are not projects, they are purposed. They are human beings with stories. People are not a burden, they are a blessing. I am committed to seeing others, setting aside my opinions and reminding them they too are seen, known, and loved. That is the movement manifesto. It's beautiful. I'm going to print mine out. Gloria, we're so excited to talk about this. And I really hope that people who are listening to go check it out, follow you guys on Instagram, go to your webpage, download this movement manifesto. I literally downloaded it and signed up in the moment that you were talking about it. And so it's super easy, you guys. It's super easy. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Here you are, BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. I would love to know, what are you loving these days and what are you reading? Ooh, okay. I've been loving a lot of things because oh, I'm, on this, like, I'm on this high of like, Gloria, you need hobbies. And so, <laughs> okay. My number one hobby, I would say it's a little toxic right now, but I love Facebook Marketplace. I just- oh, Where you go and buy things from people like the, in your yes, neighborhood? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But like things I don't need, that's the problem. So for example- So what's the last thing you bought? Tell us. I am in love with elephants. It is my favorite animal. I don't know. Something about them just- oof. Okay. I love them. So I found on Facebook Marketplace, this end table that is an elephant stat. It's literally an oh. elephant statue ceramic with the glass top and they lived two hours away from me and I said not a problem (laughs) and so hopped my car drove to get the elephant and it's in my basement right now and I'm just like I'm about to have an elephant end table here in my house and I don't need this I don't at all but it's just incredible there's so many incredible things but I've met so many unique people on there like I once met 
I bought a rug that I didn't need, but I met this woman. She was selling the rug, but she is like the director of the high art museum. And she heard about what we do. And she was said, Hey, I'd love to give you guys free tickets to the museum. And I said, okay, I got to stay on Facebook marketplace. It's the that was worth it. Like, yeah. It's the connections at this point, not even the products. And so I've been loving it. If you're not on it, you're really missing out to be <laughs> honest. You need to get on it. I love that you consider that your hobby. That's what I'm still laughing about. It's like, I need a hobby. I'm going to go to Facebook Marketplace. (laughs) It's the art of negotiation. You never pay full price. You're you're always going down. And then sometimes I've gotten things for free. Again, the art of negotiation. There you go. I've been loving Facebook Marketplace. And a podcast I've been loving lately is called Commoners Communion. I think I love it because every episode is no more than maybe 13 minutes. Wow. So much gold is in a short amount of time. It's led by a guy in Australia. He is a believer, but he's got such a wide like vantage point of how he sees things. Okay. And so he breaks things down in a very beautiful and very poetic way because, you know, us poets, how we are. And so if you've never listened to it, give it a shot. Very short, very impactful. I love podcasts. Yeah. It'll have you thinking all okay. day about it. one topic. And so, yeah, I absolutely love that. And then a book I've been reading that I absolutely love right now is called Come Matter Here by Hannah Brencher. I actually read this once every year because I wow. think it's just, okay. it's just beautiful. And this is a book by a friend. And I'm sorry to all my friends that are authors. I don't often read y'all's books every year. So I usually no, just read it once. And I'm like, okay, this is great. But this is a book that The storytelling is just so rich, but the premise of Come Matter Here, it's for those that have your typical wandering heart. So Mm. for me, I'm, that's me. I'm a wanderer. I love adventure in general, but it helps. This book really focuses on trying to find the beauty in the here and now with where God has placed you instead of looking to figure out where's God trying to send me, where has God Mm. placed me? And then how do I center myself where he's placed me and find the beauty of who he is here and really commit to community, which I think is something I've been learning with finding a new church and being a part of a whole new community. I'm the introvert, honestly, that can come and literally leave and never say a word to anyone, but realizing I could probably keep going that way, but it's not going to be beneficial for me in the end. Like God has created us all for community. And so that book has really pushed me out of my comfort zone into community, which has been super cool. And so I read it often because it's just a beautiful book. Okay. Well, the cool thing is Hannah's been on the show before. So yeah, you guys, if you want to go back and listen, it was actually last summer. Summer of 2021. So not long. Nice. Well, you were on in 2020. So 2021, episode 356, if you guys want to go back and listen to that. Gloria, the happy hour loves you. So I'm so happy, happy hour. <laughs> that you could come on again. And we're cheering you on with everything you're doing with Hope Booth. And thank you. I know if you don't come to Austin this time, I know eventually you'll be here. And so I will be yes. cheering you on and I will be the person standing there wiping down the headphones with Clorox after the next person Aww. comes on. You know, I'm, I'm volunteer of the year when you come through Austin. Wait, do you know that that's a role? Because that is actually a role. So. I'm only assuming because we're in the middle of a pandemic yeah. that would be a role that so they would wipe down the headphones and I'll take it. I'm happy to do do that. I yes. wipe down some stuff, you know. So, okay. Yeah, that's the yeah. case. Maybe we'll come to Austin then. <laughs> now that you know you have a good headphone wiper now. Now that we know we've got another volunteer, we're done. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Thanks, Gloria. Thank you. Thank 
Thanks so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to bring to you, and every opportunity we get to point us all to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is actually the number one way that people find out about our show because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that make us think, make us laugh, and point us to Jesus. Also, come find me on other places around the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm at Jamie Ivy, And we've been having some fun posting videos on YouTube as well. Sometimes do you wish you could see the person I'm interviewing? Well, come over and find us there and you can. jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour is produced by Lindsay Sweeney. Show notes are written by Abigail Castell. Graphics by Rachel Ray. The show is edited by the team at Podshaper. And I'm your host, Jamie. And I love every single week that I get to be here with you guys. Until next time, have a happy hour with a friend. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.